Welcome to Bell Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get to drink from the fire hole! This is an embarrassment, a disgrace! What? What's the matter, kid? You got wax in your ears? Hello and welcome to Film Erupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want while dealing with the constant antics of Smash. We can review movies, video games, and who knows what else. Episodes can be spooky, too oddly informative to downright stupid. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Today, we've got two guests on the show. Two Mullins in the house. The first one, it's Mike. You may remember him. He is our author extraordinaire what's going on mike absolutely nothing i promise i won't be talking about my books today no books today no books today all right well that's we'll have another book episode how about that i like that actually all right we'll do that well good to have you back and we have his sidekick his wife the lovely oh she's also my sister-in-law the lovely carrie joining the show for the first time bonus points for that thank you (laughs) hey carrie how are you i'm doing well we have uh, a fun little show in store for you and a fun show for us because we are going to be going into the world of whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Let's call this Whiskey Cast. There you go. Whiskey Cast here today on Phil Interrupted. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So, in front of me, first off, before we get there, how is everybody doing? Very well. Can't complain any today. Yeah. yeah everyone's Friday, doing good. We're in a good way. Yeah, it is a Friday. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. As of this, while we're recording, it is a Friday. So. Hells yeah. <laughs> the way to start the weekend. Here mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> I think we're going to be doing a lot better in just a little bit because... <laughs> Out uh, of doubt. I look at in front of me and there is a, a whole host of liqueurs. Are they called liqueurs? Liquors? It's to be liquor. Yeah, liquor. Liqueurs, liqueurs um, in front of me. So, man, I don't even know what to do here. This sort of all started. Let's just take a step back here. One of our family functions, I forget which one, we were all hanging out and... Uh, you know, everybody has some alcohol at their house and whatnot, and you sort of look at it, and you're like, what's this? Because everyone has different stuff. And uh, there were some whiskeys, and I'm not familiar with whiskeys at all. So this is going to be very new for me, a whole new experience. Because growing up, I drank a lot back in the day, my younger days, but I always avoided whiskey. <laughs> so I know very little about it. And Because uh, I always do that face where I go, after I have some. And we got, anyway, the point of the story is we got talking about it, and... You started trying a few different ones when I was over your place. And we were like, hmm, this is interesting. You guys were telling me how I do, should do the glass to get the smell, all that stuff. And we're like, we should do a podcast about that. So that's that's the backstory. Mm-hmm. It's always fun when you visit our house, isn't it? It was fun. There you go. <laughs> so uh, where do we begin? What do we do here? What do we do with all these bottles of booze? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to taste them all, but we, uh, we're we going to give you a little bit of information. We're going to talk about the differences between them because we don't just have whiskey on the table Uh-oh. for those people who are not... Uh, not visually know. here yeah. to see the selection. So, so uh, we've actually got a range uh, stretching from Irish whiskey to Scottish whiskey to American whiskey, or as you might know to them, well, better as bourbon in America or scotch in Scotland. But they're all basically the same thing. That's why it's called scotch? Mm-hmm. Correct. I never knew that. <laughs> I always thought it was different. It's also whiskey without the E. That is correct, yes. There is no E in the Scottish whiskey. Okay. If you look at the spelling, it, it, it takes an I, I to actually see it on this that. bottle. Yeah. 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 It's not whiskey. It's whis- whiskey. Yeah. There's no E. That's crazy. It's just uh, one of the many differences between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... We had the, Carrie and I, I should say, had the wonderful experience of taking our honeymoon 
uh, delayed uh, <laughs> to Ireland. And when we did that, uh, we, of course, stopped off in Dublin. And there was within a five to ten minute drive of the hotel we were staying in, three distilleries, one opening distillery, and a museum for whiskey. So we decided that for Valentine's Day, because we were that, in that's Ireland. That's it? That was it? Yeah. Well, just locally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, once you get out of Dublin, there's about 9 million of them. And when you go down to uh, Cork, actually, right outside of Cork, there's a little town called Middleton. Okay. And that is where pretty much all whiskey distilling is done. Dublin actually is just um, reemerging. It actually shut down 100, 100, 100 or so years ago. There's no distilleries have opened in, in Dublin until Pearson Lyons and um, Teeling, actually, was the, the, the newest one to open up. Hmm. So... Um, we got we, to. We all know it. the Irish like to drink. That's a bit surprising, right? Well, Dublin just lost its um, lost the I guess the luster, if you would. It, uh, everything moved down to Southern Ireland, down towards, like I said, the Cork and the Middleton area. Mm-hmm. So they still have a rich yeah. uh, distilling history, but it's just now shifted from Dublin, and now it's moving back up. Okay, which is kind of they were pumping it out down south. Exactly, exactly enough to feed the whole country. Oh yeah, or the whole world, to be fair. Yeah. Well, that's until the Japanese got involved, and they have some pretty good whiskey too. Unfortunately, it's a little outside side of the price range for our little and we do not have any samples yeah it's also very hard to get in the states that's not sake right no 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 no. uh so japan actually has a an island off the coast that's at the exact same longitude and latitude on the opposite side of the world as ireland okay so they decided that they were going to try their hand at making whiskey and whiskey takes at least three years to to make so this is a you know yeah, it's a progress. This is something that, you know, took a little bit of time to actually jump hmm. up, and they were not expecting it to be as good as it was. Interesting. And it's gone out the roof. I mean, it doesn't taste... It tastes different, but it's not really that much different from the Irish whiskey. Sure. I've had four or five different varieties now, but it's that it's so rare because you have to wait three years for the minimal three years for a barrel to, to mature, so... You know, we're going to charge $500 for a bottle, and oh, people are I like, sure. Premium. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't heard of Japanese whiskey. It's new to me. Uh, I actually, new to everyone. <laughs> uh, except unless you're a big fan of the Japanese culture. Yeah. That's, that's actually where I found that. So one of my fighting buddies, is a, uh, he's a ronin samurai. It's his persona. So everything with him is Japanese. Everything. And uh, that's where I actually had my first taste of it. He brought it to an event, and he was like, here, I know you like whiskey. Try this. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> so worked out well. Okay. I've had sake when I lived in Hawaii. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah, I've, I've actually never had that. It was I've not for me. Yeah, I enjoy sake every now and then. You it's like been it? a long time since I've had it. But it it's yeah. kind of, it's like a strong wine kind it's of thing. It's a rice wine. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a something I've tried. <laughs> I'll have to give it a shot sometime, but I've never done it. I, I know you can drink it Chinese warm. <laughs> All right, so we got Dublin. We got the South pumping out the booze there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so uh, essentially what happened um, a long time ago, uh, Ireland was the king of creating whiskey and it's kind of ironic because it didn't actually start in ireland so where the irish actually got the um idea well yeah the idea basically was from is from persia so the the arabs were making perfumes and they have uh, their their religion and their culture prevents them from drinking alcohol so they would get rid of what came at the bottom of their stills and the irish being the inventive people that they were, we're like, hold on a second. That might be good for something. <laughs> well, and then it starts off even funnier. Have you tried ingesting it? I- exactly. <laughs> that um, was my Irish accent. Very, I thought it wasn't that bad. 
Mine, not that mine's all that good either. Mine's just like, I just take it from the Leprechaun movie. Oh, that well, I want me gold. I yeah. want me whiskey. Warwick Davis. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, the Irish uh, monks were using the stills and they were turning the whiskey or what would become known as whiskey into medicines. And then in come the Saxons and the Vikings and the Normans and all of the invaders. And what's the first thing that the invaders do? They smash churches. Why do they do that? Because there's a ton of gold there. Churches have everything in gold. You know, crosses are gold, everything. So they rob them. When they get there, they find these copper stills that mean absolutely nothing to them because copper is, you know, a, a dime a dozen. So they start tossing them out the windows and... Lo and behold, the peasants find them, and the peasants take them home, and they come up with, let's make something to drink. So what they started doing was basically taking mash of a, um, can't think of the word at this point, uh, grains. They would take, um, oh, Lord have mercy, why can't I think of the stupid word? Uh, anyway, they would take these grains, and they would mash it up, and they would, or they would dry it up, and they would mash it up and mix it with water, and they would put it in the still. And what would come out would be what's called pachin. Now, pachin is essentially the, the predecessor to whiskey. And two-thirds of it is drinkable alcohol, and one-third is uh, essentially poison, which I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not kidding. That's um, actually called wood alcohol. Um, the joke about it is that the finest of drinks, that'll make you blind. So what they would do is they would skim off the top third, throw it out, and then they would hand the stuff out like it was money. The, the pachin would, you know, you would pay people to do stuff for you in your pachin. You would say, hey, I'll give you two vials of it. Go down to the local bar, pick it up. What? Yeah, mow my lawn. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, mow, mow my, my lawn. lawn. Or be a storyteller in my pub. Yeah, that was yeah. the other one. There's, there's these wandering storytellers that would literally live off of people giving them drinks, and they would tell the stories at the pub. Mm-hmm. That's so, insane. Just, yep. just boozing. It was yeah. a tradable item. That's all you had. So anyway, what happened is uh, the um, the Irish were barreling the stuff, and they were sticking it in barrels and sticking it in their their backs and you know back rooms and selling it. And then the English were like, um, "No, we've conquered you. You belong to us. You pay us taxes." So they sent out these. Um, tax collectors to everywhere in Ireland, Scotland, England, and they would break up these public houses. Now, what's kind of funny is um, it was like 900 total in Scotland, England, and Wales. That's it. That's all they broke up. Okay. In Ireland, it was closer to like 8,000 of these things. <laughs> yeah. So the whiskey, the, the whiskey proprietors, they would take their pachin and they'd hide it. And then they would not remember where they left it or they would die and then three seven fifteen years later we'd exhume these barrels oh i see where you might be going with this yeah. okay okay and you would find the pachin but then <laughs> yeah now you crack it open and it's a nice amber color like you see with most whiskeys because it soaks in the color of the barrel wow okay yeah so then it, that's basically how whiskey sort of came to be. So it's kind of like by mistake, not really quite designed yeah. the, yeah. the well, years added on. Exactly. You know. well, because of taxes. Yep, taxes. Taxes, they, they ruin everything. I guess this they is the one good whiskey. thing to come out of it. Exactly. Uh, well, <laughs> let's hope there's more than that. But yeah. Uh, so then the funny story about that is is the, the, the premier uh, hunter yes, yeah. of these uh, tax collectors 
uh, he actually decided when he retired that he was going to create a new way of creating whiskey. And he went home and he created what's called the column still. Um, most uh, Irish whiskeys are done in pot stills, where it goes from one big pot to another pot to another pot, and that's what we get the triple distilled whiskey for. Okay. okay. This guy figured out a way to do it in like one-eighth the time. Mm-hmm. And in a column. Yeah, you basically just drop it in a column, and it goes down, and then by the time it comes out, blam, you've got potent whiskey. And the Irish were like, no, that's, that's horrible. It tastes bad. And the Scottish were like, yeah. And <laughs> that, now that's how we've got scotch. Oh, okay. Now, one of the what people don't realize is that, you know, whiskey and scotch are not that different. But what actually ended up happening was America's fault now. Uh, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Uh, but a very wonderful individual, uh, a gangster who we all know and love, Al Capone, uh, was the king of uh, bathtub booze. Yeah. And what he would do is he would brew pachin in a bathtub. But people didn't want to drink it because whiskey is brown this is white what's going on here it's clear i don't want to drink this oh it turns brown from the barrels the barrel turns it brown okay correct. so that yes. would have been clear otherwise correct yeah. okay yes. okay actually comes out clear so okay. i didn't say that so he started dumping in shoe polish to give it a brown color i mean what's the big deal well that probably might not be a big deal <laughs> like honestly it might not be but what he didn't do was skim off the top third so he was serving poison oh poison and he was saying this is irish whiskey and selling it and people were dying so people were like, nope, nope, give us scotch because give that's... a bad name. Exactly. Okay. They give us scotch because it basically tastes the same and it's not killing people because it's yeah. made differently. And lo and behold, the whiskey trade nearly died. The, the golden age of Ireland nearly went under um, because of... Prohibition. Prohibition. Yeah, prohibition. <laughs> so way to go, prohibition. And bath, bathtub gin and bathtub booze. <laughs> exactly. Being distributed at all those speakeasies. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how you see scotch now becomes the premier drink. And it's been that way for a really long time. And that's actually why the revival in Dublin is such a big deal because it's actually showing that Irish whiskey is coming back to be the forefront of the market. Which, I mean, now I'm like a newbie mm-hmm. in this. I mean, I've certainly had whiskey in the past and know about it, gone to bars and drank and stuff. But like, I always thought that Irish whiskey was like, that was the shit like that was known as uh, like they're all irish whiskeys the jamesons and so there is a lot of irish whiskey and it is kind of a cultural thing more so because there is a especially in the east coast there is a very large irish population i mean especially if you want to go up to boston like (laughs) i'm pretty sure that if you're not irish you probably tell people you are when you live in boston even in new york city there's a ton of irish pubs a ton so i've had some of my favorite times in new york city in irish pubs So it, it is very much a cultural thing as to whether or not it's also a class thing. And I hate to say this, but the wealthy class drinks scotch, whereas the working class drinks whiskey because whiskey is cheaper because it is a a crap alcohol, whereas the elite <laughs> drink scotch because it is premier. But I thought you said the scotch was faster to produce. So wouldn't that make it a lower quality? It, it it really honestly depends because you don't necessarily have to have a low quality to be f- to be produced uh, produced fast. It's just that it's got the the people sticking their nose in the air saying like, "Hey, this isn't killing us, and we've got money. We'll pay more for it." Okay, and that's what happened. And then it's kind of gotten this ingrained feeling where people are like, "I have to have single malt twenty four year old scotch. It's the only thing I'll drink," which is a joke because. Well, a lot of reasons, but we'll get into that. Um, 
But yeah, so it's because people perceive it to be a better value that okay. they're willing to pay more. That's why you're going to go in and see like, um, what's it, the uh, the $750, 25-year-old uh, bottle of... Um, is it Glen Finnage? Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't remember. But like they're ridiculous. Like, looks like I like whiskey and I like scotch, but I'm not spending that kind of money on it. But there are it's, people. It's still just like a beverage at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. Well, right. it's, it's $50 for a shot if you go to most bars for this stuff. Ooh, you know, brutal. Anybody who has it anyway. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. I'm not paying that kind of money. Mm-mm. I have a question for you just to interrupt here. Sure. So I've always seen that most people when they drink a whiskey, and maybe Carrie can answer this. <laughs> When they drink a whiskey, I feel like they just pour it into like a little glass or something. But when I see people drink scotch, sometimes I see them doing it with like icing it down or even watering it down. Is that a thing or is that just my perception of it? It is a thing. You can, and that's also something that is widely accepted. You can drink whiskey however you like it. Oh, you can water whiskey down? You can water it down. I didn't know that was a thing. You can absolutely water it down. Um, I, in the summer, will take, I have the metal ice cubes. Um, so they're little stainless steel cubes that I keep in the freezer. I'll use them if I'm going to have like two fingers of whiskey at the end of the day or whatever. Two fingers? Legitimately. <laughs> you literally put two fingers up against the bottle and you draw a line and bang, that's two fingers of whiskey. Oh, oh. on your glass, but okay. yeah. <laughs> thought you guys were getting perverted here on the show. So. Uh, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't even drank yet. anything, guys. Well, well, when we open it up, you might have a problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you can, you can use the ice cubes if you'd like. Um, if you tend to add water to kind of take the edge off, right, right, it, not it all so strong. Depends on your flavor profile that you enjoy. So whatever you like is how you can enjoy whiskey. Now, is it and, chilled? I'm sorry, Dan. Is it chilled or is it always room temperature? Um, for me, I prefer room temperature. Um, occasionally, like I said, I'll throw the ice cubes, the ice cubes in, in, or or the stainless okay. steel cubes in to cool it down. But for me, it's not a requirement. Usually, I'll go for room temperature. Interesting. Yeah, there's as many ways to drink whiskey as there is varieties of whiskey. Like I love, I love talking to my dad. Is he's a Scotch guy, and he he'll, he'll go out and he'll out order Scotch and water, and he always gets the water in a side glass. And what he does is he picks up the water and says, "If you're a bad whiskey, you're getting the water," and he puts the water down and drinks drinks the Scotch. Okay. And that's what he like. He likes to say he threatens it, um, <laughs> which I'm okay with. Um, when I when I went for an official tasting um, up in Red Bank, New Jersey, for a friend's bachelor party a couple years back. Uh, they told us that the pr- the preferred way to drink whiskey is to take a straw and drop just a single drop into the top of the whiskey or the scotch, which will open up the flavor profile. When we were in Ireland, the, the, everybody who we talked to said, you can put ice in it, you can put water in it, it doesn't really matter, it's your drink, drink what you like. And I was like, okay. Now Carrie and I are the, of the same mind frame, mm-hmm. room temperature, don't need any water with it. I mean, I, I don't even put the ice in it, period. I just... I just take a shot. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't even really shoot. I just sip it because mm-hmm. I want to taste it. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's more of, I know, like, obviously going to bars and people ripping JMO shots and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have one little story for you. It, I'm, whiskey has never gone down well, so this is going to be interesting once we get started on the tasting here. <laughs> but um, but I was taking noises. full shots. <laughs> what? You're going to make some fun noises. I then. am. <laughs> Um, I remember it was during one of the World Cups. I forget which one it is. I want to say maybe 2010 uh, World Cup for soccer. Me and my buddies went to Philadelphia, and we went to a bar, and it was crazy, and everyone's freaking out. The U.S. was playing England, and we were just ripping Jameson shots. <laughs> and this girl brought us over. Like, it was like a double shot. That like I don't know why it was in such a big 
freaking shot glass. They ran out of the other ones. I guess so. And we were having fun. It was great. And I was like, oh, God. It was like another whiskey. I was like, because I'm, I'm like an old school dude. I like like beers and I like Jägermeister. I'm like that. Yo, let's go party, dude. Like, Frat boy. Right, right. Oh, exactly. Let, <laughs> let's do a Jäger bomb. Back in the day, that was me. So to do whiskey kind of blew me away. And anyway, the point of my story here is that I took the shot and it hit the back of my throat. Yeah. I'll you know that. where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. And I put it down and I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, God. And everybody is screaming and yelling because there was like a shot on goal or something in the game. Everybody's in it. And like, like, thank God nobody's looking at me because I am about three seconds away from barfing on this table. Yeah. And I wasn't even like that drunk at that point. It just the, the whiskey. The burn. That back of my oh. throat nailed me and it instantly made me like, like reverse. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, do you want do you want to talk about the experience of whiskey drinking? Because why not, why not? We'll skip I, this, but yeah, you you can take the forefront on this by all means. So when you drink whiskey, it's an experience. It's not it's not a, it's not just a shot. Not right? just getting rip roaring drunk. No, you can like don't get me wrong. <laughs> trust me, but you know it's it's a, a an experience when you drink it is it starts from the moment you pour it into the glass to the moment you take your first breath to when you take your sip and to when you feel the warmth, not the burn. The primary problem with people when they drink whiskey is that they take the shot and they they don't breathe. So what happens is, and this is really kind of fun, we learned this in Ireland, is um, that your nose hairs will actually singe from the, yeah. <laughs> so they'll singe from the, the, the overwhelming odor of the, the, the alcohol. It's just, it happens with everything. It'll happen with vodka, whiskey, rum, doesn't matter. But it'll actually burn the bath. Yeah, it'll actually really? burn your nose. Yeah, so when you take the shot. I'm learning so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your body's not prepared for it. And whiskey is very harsh as far as it's actually the harshest of all the liquors i know so when you or take tequila tequila's gotten me too bad oh god yeah it doesn't bri- i don't know tequila doesn't no nah, that's my it's my go-to if i'm doing I, shots of tequila then it's it's, it's gonna light, get real it's interesting lights out <laughs> Which I, had, is, I had i had three strikes with tequila and i said no more and i have like not touched it since i was like a, like 19 or something i haven't touched it since i married her and that's my normal go-to shot when i would go to bars it's like someone would be like oh you want to do a shot i'd be like tequila like, top shelf bring it on and no, then she's like you. oh if i'm doing tequila shots like it's game over man and i'm just like well that's my warm-up so maybe patron or something but well, uh, patron's okay i'd have to be i mean margaritas all day long but mm. shots i can't, of tequila, I can't do those either nope <laughs> interesting i am a frat boy drinker yes you are oh, very much so god i need <laughs> to be educated here today this is what's happening <laughs> it's a shame we don't have any of the whiskey beer we, you would have liked that so it's more of an experience, you're saying? Yes. Right. So you pour it into a glass, you hold it up to your nose, you crack open your mouth, unlike you who you know, drops your chin to the floor. You crack open your Back mouth. Back in the day, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, like two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, and then you inhale, and then you sip and swallow. And what you'll feel is there's a difference from when you open your mouth and take a breath of the whiskey and swallow. It's no longer a burn that's like, oh my God, my chest is on fire. It's just this nice, gentle warmth that just kind of goes down your chest, through your arms, to your fingers, down to your toes, and it just, it just makes you feel good. That's the experience of drinking whiskey. And that's why when you shoot stuff, you're not getting that. You're just, bam, I want to be drunk. You're trying to get hammered, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Carrie, you're nodding your head. You feel the same way? You can feel it? Yes. You feel you feel the warmth of the whiskey coming through, and, and that's, you know, that's obviously preferable. I mean, yeah, I've definitely done my share of shots of whiskey and felt the burn. And yeah, like, sure. Oh. We've all been stupid, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy 
a good whiskey, especially after a long day or a longer work week. <laughs> sure. And there's nothing better than just to relax, have a nice quiet evening and, and have a good glass of, of whiskey. Okay. Or scotch. Or scotch. If it's a really bad day, that's when I go for the scotch. Or bourbon. Bourbon, we generally tend not yeah. to drink that way. We usually use bourbon more as our mixers. Mixer. But isn't a bourbon American, American whiskey? whiskey? Essentially, it is American whiskey, yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily... Phil gets a point. Phil's on the board. There you go. Good job. <laughs> so so it's not necessarily that it's lesser. It's just a different flavor. Actually, there's there, actually we even brought one today that is a, uh, a rye whiskey. Uh, no, next one over. The, um, oh, the, the Kilblagan. It's actually a rye whiskey, and what that actually means is 51% of the grain that's used in that is corn from America. So they actually uh. import corn from America, turn it into a whiskey, and then send it back to us and sell it to us, which is fantastic because that's what you should do with corn. But, um, yeah, so you're going to find a, a lot Wait, of... You don't pay them with whiskey to get whiskey? Wouldn't that be nice? <sighs> no. Those our, days are gone? Our whiskeys aren't good enough. Uh, now we're using, like... Bitcoin and stuff. How do we get away from paying with whiskey? How did this happen? I don't know, but we need to get back to it because that will make... I'm not going to say it. (laughs) The world a happy place? We'll go with that one because that's totally... (laughs) Yes. Well, when are we going to get started? I think we should. Let's get started while we... I want to hear more history if you have it and... I'm going to have my my stuff, but let's get get that warm feeling going through as we're discussing. Okay. So what we're going to do today is we're going to start with the American uh, bourbons. Uh, We brought two of them with us today. We brought... Jack Daniels, which everybody knows and everybody loves. Classic, sure. It is absolutely classic. And then we've also brought with us uh, Four Roses, uh, which is a small batch whiskey. Uh, This is actually a blend. So at um, this point, or bourbon, I should say, at this point, I want to talk to you about some of the differences between styles of whiskey. Um, So a lot of people will go in and ask for a single malt, and no one really knows what that means. Well, I mean, people know what that means, but a lot of people that drink it don't even know what that means. Like you'd walk in... It'd be like, make mine a single malt. Yes. Technically, they're not making it a single malt, but yes. So what a single make malt Make mine means, a double. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a better thing. But a single malt is from a single barrel. So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's smelling the Jack Daniels, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so the Jack Daniels is America's pretty much premiere. So go ahead and Everybody give it a shot. Everybody knows it, whiskey. <laughs> yes. Well, bourbon, whiskey, whatever you want to call it. So Do I breathe with my nose? Yep. You take a take a. Have your mouth breath open in. as well. Mouth open. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again, it's on the floor. <laughs> and then... Oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even me, like, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Jack Daniels, um, other than when I use it for cooking or mix, mixing. Uh, it's just not my favorite. <clears throat> and you can tell, like, it's actually caught in the back of my throat. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just different. Now, a lot of people do the, the Jack and Coke, <clears throat> yes. right? Yep. The Jack and Coke. It's a good mixer. Yeah. There's nothing like it's a good solid whiskey, but f- for our purposes, it's definitely your mixing whiskey. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's not my sipping whiskey. <laughs> I definitely my mouth feels warm. Yeah. I what? think personally, I think it like numbs my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm gonna go with that as well. Okay, especially so the tip of my tongue, rather like than an antiseptic. Um, I see what you're saying. Agent. Rather than like an enriched flavor experience, mm-hmm. it's more of like a yeah, like a mm-hmm. like a whiskey scope or something. Exactly. Yeah, basically. Uh, so what Carrie's pouring now is the Four Roses Small Batch. Now, this is a blend whiskey. So what a blend whiskey is is when they take a couple of different um, whiskeys, basically, and stick them in a bottle. 
they blend them together. Okay. This can literally be done with anything. I mean, when we were in Ireland, we actually took a whiskey blending course with um, Mark, a.k.a. Whiskey Jesus. Um, I don't know what that you means. If you're actually listening to this. Yeah, so, so Mark <laughs> was fantastic. We actually got to go into this whiskey museum, and they take you back through the history of whiskey and how to show you how to make it. And uh, we had gone through it in the, in the morning with Fionn, and he was fantastic. He taught us everything. When we got there with Mark, we're like, oh, we've been here already. He's just like, awesome, let's have a whiskey conversation. And that's what we did. And he just said, you know, I'm Mark, and people call me Whiskey Jesus because he had the scraggly beard and the long hair. And he was, um, like, he was, yeah, but he was (laughs) awesome. And we were there for like an hour talking. So what you do with a blend whiskey is you just do the same thing for drinking. So go ahead and have your taste. And all you can, you literally can just take any four whiskeys or any 10 whiskeys that you want and take an eyedropper and mix them together and boom, there you go. You've got a a whiskey blend. That's not, you know, diluting the flavor of? No, actually. And when we get to the the other ones, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about how that actually actually works. Enrich the flavor. Um, If you like a little bit of a smoky flavor, then you can add that in. Um, It's hard to breathe through (laughs) my mouth and my nose at the same time. You don't have to breathe through your mouth. You just have to open your mouth and breathe through your nose. Because it lets it in. So it goes in through your nose and out through your mouth. So is this one going to be, this one's supposed to be a little more smooth? This one's the smoother, yeah. Now, do I, I don't switch in my mouth. No, no, just just a normal sip like anything. I'll tell tell you, there's a couple of them that I'm going to want you to like hold on a specific place on your tongue and you'll get a different flavor profile. Okay. So you can see that's a totally different experience. Whereas with the Jack Daniels, you kind of get that. Bam, yeah, there's a little less bite. Right. This one is because that's what they do. They specifically blend different whiskeys to get the flavor. And now this one's also called a small batch, which means it's probably not going to taste the exact same if you buy another bottle because they blended that whiskey from specific barrels. And now that those barrels are gone, the next small batch is going to be a little bit different of a flavor. Okay. So all slightly unique. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> so there, interesting <laughs> yeah see just how a little bit can actually kind of start making if you haven't had anything to eat or you know you've eaten zucchini and lettuce all day <laughs> this is what you're going to find i know i prepped perfectly <laughs> sorry i had I a prepped lot. perfectly i had a salad before i came to i had so. zucchini cucumber and tomatoes <laughs> i am ready to <laughs> drink all right so what we're going to do next is we're going to do the premier the world's best selling um, scotch. So we're going to jump across the ocean now. We're going to go over to Scotland. Uh, and if you are wondering what this question, what this is, this is Johnny Walker. It's Black Label. Um, it's really funny when we went to Ireland again. We were in the Jameson, uh, the Jameson Distillery, the one in Dublin, which is not the real one because it's distilled in Middleton, but it's still pretty cool to see what it used Thank to be like. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put Jack Daniels on the table in front of us. They put johnny walker on the table in front of us and jameson and they couldn't tell us what was on the table in front of us because they weren't allowed to unless we asked the specific question so jameson is ireland's best-selling whiskey the world's best-selling whiskey and then you got the black label johnny walker is the best scotch that sells in the world and then jack daniels is the best bourbon that sells in the world or best american whiskey oh wait now there there's black label red label and blue blue and gold and gold all right which is it so it goes as, as my memory goes it's red black blue no red black gold blue in in levels of age blue is the the top i've had it it's disappointing in my mind yeah um, especially for the price yeah yeah so, i i bought that for my good buddy adam for his for his wedding mm-hmm. when he got married i got him like an engraved bottle and everything it was like two three hundred bucks or something it was really expensive it's like 150 for a bottle without any of that fun stuff um but the the labels are actually the age of the whiskey so well 
Well, this I one guess. here, yeah, black label looks like it's 12. 12, correct. Yeah, red is 7. So here's another interesting thing. You're going to notice that this is a blend whiskey. Um, when you have a blend whiskey, uh, you can only say that the whiskey is as old as the youngest whiskey in the bottle. So if you take a 12 and mix it with a 14 and mix it with a 7, it's a 7-year-old whiskey. It's a 7-year-old blend. It doesn't matter that it's got 14 in there. It doesn't matter that it's got 12 in there. It's got seven, so it's a seven. That's actually a law. It's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's done that way, so you can't kind of like fake people out and be like, hey, this oh. is a 16-year-old whiskey, but hey, there's 14-year-old stuff in there, Yeah. which is why a lot of people are like, I only drink the, the 14-year stuff. It's like, well, then you're missing out on a lot of stuff because a lot of it's blended. And when you taste this, you're going to find out that it's definitely blended. Okay. And it's different stuff. So again, mouth, breathe. All right. Get myself prepped. Let's go, motherfucker. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Now, you notice there's a much different flavor to that. I forget about that every time I yeah. do that. Hammer so, time. Well, um, have, did you did you taste the smoke in it? I tasted something different, yeah. So Then a bite. Yeah. <laughs> so in Scotland, they have a different process for making whiskey than they do in Ireland. Um, so in Ireland, it's uh, the yeast and the, the hops, barley... Uh, whatever they're making, the the mash out of, is stuck in a giant room and dried. But it's dried naturally. Hmm. And then it's mashed up, pulped up, and thrown into the still. In Scotland, they use peat, which is basically uh, you know crushed <laughs> uh, crushed Excuse plants, uh, prehistoric Excuse plants me. that they pull out of bogs. You're more than, more than welcome to cough on your own show, uh, sir. Yeah, it was the whiskey. <clears throat> yep. Uh, well, what they do is they burn that, and that dries the, the hops, and the, the barley, whatever it is they're working with, and gives you a smoky flavor, which is why you're going to see a lot of profiles of the Scottish whiskeys uh, being much smokier. Now, that's not a rule of thumb because there are some that are not smoky at all. And then if you drink my absolute favorite whiskey of all time, Connemara, it is an Irish whiskey that is so smoky that you're just like Blah. this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you're black. Yeah, that's well, my, that, not me. That's me. I, that's, yeah. I'm not a fan of the smoky peaty uh. flavor. So when it gets <clears throat> to this this black label and then the Connemara whiskey, that's too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm much more of a traditional whiskey flavor profile. <laughs> Give yeah. me the vanillas, a little bit of spice. Okay. <laughs> now my my sadness is is that you can't get it in America. It's a it's a Ireland product of Ireland in Ireland only, as far okay. as I'm aware, because we definitely I tried getting it we here. Tried. <laughs> uh, I couldn't even get it shipped. So uh, when wow. we go back to Ireland, uh, hopefully next year, I'll be bringing back seven or eight suitcases full of it. Wow. Suitcases. Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> So we're going to stay in Scotland here, and we're going to move into the Glen Moray. Um, so here you're going to find a single malt scotch. Um, you're going to also, when you when you drink this, you're going to notice it's a little different. You're actually going to see a subtle peaty flavor. So pay attention to the fact that we now have a... A cork, yes. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So the, you can kind of tell that it's going to be a slightly better whiskey or scotch or bourbon when there is a cork in the bottle. Um so when you drink this one again, you are going to get uh, a much subtler, smoky flavor. So there's going to be a lot less um, of the peat. So so this is going to be a lot less of a dramatic flavor. And this is actually one that Carrie really enjoys. This is her, like, I've had a bad day. I need something. What was this again? Glen Moray. Glen Moray. And this is a 16-year-old, and it's a single malt scotch, which means it came out of one barrel. So this is 
aged 16 years from that's when it was created. That's a long time. Oh, yeah. And that's not my favorite, but it definitely has a nice flavor versus the, the, the Johnny Walker, where the Johnny Walker is my is my mixing one. If I go out and I want to okay. scotch in something, I go Johnny Walker black. I got to say, black. so far, that was the smoothest one. Yep. Well, we've also set it up to be in a progression of yes our favorites okay <laughs> yeah we've we've moved from america to scotland uh and, and now, now we're entering we're ireland gonna go to ireland oh okay <laughs> um so normally we would start off with a shot of jameson but i bought a beautiful decanter for it and uh, it is sitting at home and i didn't pour it into my little travel whiskey flask so we are jameson sans the jameson but jameson is your basic brand yeah um which is really kind of fun, too. There's a couple of cool stories about that that I want to share real quick. Um, so the first is that when they make Jameson, the, the master distiller goes out and takes a sip from... He t- sticks a, a ladle into the, the barrel, pulls it out, takes a sip, and goes, nope, we need more of the 14-year. And they go crack open a barrel of 14 and pour it in. And he dips it in and goes, nope, we need more of the 7-year. And they go crack open a barrel of 7. And they keep pouring it into this vat until it has the flavor profile that every Jameson has. And it is amazing that these guys are so, Pinpoint like... Pinpoint accurate. Uh, yeah, they can just tell you, like, nope, it's missing 14 year. How? I, They're developed. I wish I knew. I wish I could get that job. I wish I had that palette. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my God. And they still go by, like, old school flavor? They don't just have, like, some sort of a mixing formula that knows how to do this computerized I'm, I'm or something? sure they do, but, like, they why would you? They have it written down somewhere, but why would you and, you know, your Jameson? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, seven year. <laughs> exactly. Now, the other fun thing about Jameson is it's actually, well, right now it's currently owned by a French company, which is kind of interesting. One of the world's largest beverage companies uh, actually owns Jameson. It's bullshit. It, 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 it's bullshit. It, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I have such strong feelings about still this. still based in Ireland. I've been lied to. <laughs> they still do it in Ireland. It's all good. <laughs> Well, it's actually kind of fitting because the French actually are the reason why Jameson is so popular worldwide. So when the whiskey barons got together, because that's what they were called, the whiskey barons, um, there were four major whiskey whiskey families. um, And Jameson and two of the other ones, Powers, and I I can never remember the third, and I hate myself for that. um, They got together to form an alliance because whiskey was starting to go on its down. So they said we need to figure out which one of our whiskeys to market to the world. So they call up a really famous French um, advertising guy and say, how can we market this? And he says, well, send me a bottle of everything and I'll let you know which one you can market. And he got the bottles. He said, market Jameson. And they're like, why? He's like, I don't even have to open it. You're going to market Jameson. Why? Because the bottle's green and the color of Ireland is green. Sure. So everyone's going to want to buy the green bottle of Irish whiskey. Okay, as opposed to your purple or one, or one clear. was clear and one was brown. Yeah. Hmm. So they were like traditional bottle colors right. for you know whiskeys. Right. They're like go with the green, and lo and behold, we have Jameson now as the world famous standard. And a really other fun story about it is when you go to Ireland and you ask for any mixed drink with whiskey, Jameson is the well. Okay. Like, that's you know, their standard. That's that their is well. the standard. Yeah. Whiskey. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to move into the whiskeys now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to start with what's called Writer's Tears. Uh, so Writer's Tears, uh, this is a, another interesting story about Ireland, but Ireland is very famous for its writers. And 
Whiskey's Tears, uh, Writer's Tears, excuse me, was actually named for uh, Ernest Hemingway, who spent a lot of time in Ireland doing a lot of writing. Um, so they kind of named this in honor of him, um, which is one of the reasons why I like this, because as you guys all know, I enjoy writing. Um, Writer's Tears! Um, so with this one, you're going to notice that there is an interesting flavor profile. Um, it's basically a Jameson style whiskey, but you're going to sense a hint of vanilla when you drink this. So when you when you vanilla. put this yes, yeah, so when you put this in your mouth, I want you to hold it on the back of your tongue for a second before you swallow. Okay, because that's going to open up the vanilla flavor. Okay, let's try. Let's give this a go. <laughs> good stuff that was a good one I'm not sure I got vanilla I was trying really hard but it was good you pick it up better when you have the Jameson to start with because you have that baseline to go with okay and since we're moving from smoky into the the, the tamer we didn't really have that palate cleanser that we needed um, but you will start to pick it up and actually I'd recommend go, go ahead and drink some of that walking dad water that you have over there oh yes okay <clears throat> my glass clear out your yeah clear out your uh, your flavor a little bit because we're moving into a slightly higher cork. level. Yeah, there's your cork. Is there a difference between cork stuff and <clears throat> the screw on? Uh, it just tends to be uh, corks tend, tend to lock in flavors and smells better than just a screw on cap does. Okay. Less evaporation. So what we're moving into now is the Powers Gold label. So this is another one of those whiskey families that joined in with Jameson. Uh, we actually discovered this one uh, with Mark in the Whiskey Museum. Um it was it was really really good. Um, so what you're going to see with this one is a hint of honey flavoring. Okay, nice. And it's going to be a spice. So you're going to get uh, a mixture of different spice flavors when you're drinking it as well. Like a nutmeg or something. Something like that. Yeah. Cinnamon. I mean, what kind of spice are we talking here? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what the spice is because my palate's not that refined. Clove. What is this? I would say probably in the clove family. Almost clove family. almost like the spiced rums, but not so okay. Intense. Okay. Not so intense. It's more of a subtle. We breathe this sucker in. And what is this? Powers. Pa- powers? Okay, there. Powers is. Gold. That. Now I see that bottle over there. Mm. Okay, I enjoy that one. I, I gotta say, I like the Writers' Tears the best. That's a great name. <laughs> I just like the name the best. Mm-hmm. All, right, all right, I'm just falling behind here. Hold okay. on. Oh, you're fine. Take your time, man. Do I hold this one? No, you can drink this one. Okay. The the next two you'll just have remember to, hold. to breathe. Oh, he messed up on that one, ladies and gentlemen. He, he did not breathe during Ooh. that. Which is a shame, because that's actually a really good one. That whiskey. was a good one. You really you like that one, because it looks like you're going to die. <laughs> no, well, what, I, I, I swallowed, and then I was like, take a breath to inhale the vapors and everything, and that's where like I did almost you know, like gag for a split second, but that was good. I liked that uh, one. A re- reenactment of your 20-year-ago uh, Not even close. <laughs> nice. That was a struggle. <laughs> So, so you get that little bit of the sweeter honey flavor. It gives it much more of a, a palatable taste for people who are not used to drinking it. I would highly recommend it for new drinkers, although it is a little bit more on the expensive side. Um, that's, uh, that's like a $65 bottle. Is it really? Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, it's also the gold label. So that there are different levels of it. Oh, okay. I, I prefer this one. To How many? One. That's triple distilled. How long has that been in well, a barrel? Uh, it's like Irish whiskey. It just goes through the three pots. That's triple distilled. Yeah, each each pot is considered a distill, yeah. and then you go goes through one and dumps out of one into the second, goes to the second, dumps into the third, goes from the third, dumps out, and then that's your triple distilled. Oh, okay. So that's like, 
that's not like a purification process. Essentially, it is. It a is. Purification okay. process. It, it. Another fun thing too, we found out that um, so there, every distillery had three, um, basically um, cups that would collect a little bit of the mm-hmm. the potchine as it would go through, and it was to determine how powerful it was. So that what we call proof now, the uh, the the tax collectors and the owner would be the only people that would have the key and they would go and they would unlock it and they would take it out and they wouldn't drink the whiskey to determine how strong it was. They would actually pour it on gunpowder and light it. What the hell? Yeah, because the the alcohol content would cause a specific reaction that they were looking for. So, you know, could, could you imagine going to like 300 different places in a day and drinking? You'd be dead. Yeah. So they would actually use gunpowder and... And if it would look the right color, they said you're good to go, and then they'd lock it back up. That's also a very strange way of discovering. <laughs> well, let's I mean, bring out the gunpowder and test it out. So, different times, different so, times. <laughs> so we have gone from perfume to alcohol, and you're upset about them using gunpowder to test it. Yep, I'm and it was poison. Say. It's poison. What poison? Yeah. So these were all poison at some point. Uh, um, there was a part of, of each of them yeah. would have could have killed you. Yes. Wow. Yeah, isn't that dangerous? Doesn't it make it more seductive to drink it? <laughs> you just want to have another shot. Another <laughs> one. So once we're done with uh, all the taste testing here, we're just going to start back at the beginning. That way we can... <laughs> then yeah. you can really taste it. Yeah, I'm finally getting to the hang of this. <laughs> we're getting to go the back to the Jack. <laughs> you can never go back to the Jack. We made the mistake when we first set everything up to taste it from the Irish to the American. Oh, that was so disappointing. Oh, it was hard. <laughs> when did you do th- when oh uh, like a month ago when, oh. when we, did, we when we agreed to do the podcast oh did we um well we, so we agreed to do the podcast with you and then my friend greg has wanted to do a whiskey party for a while and since i have some knowledge about whiskey he's going to give me a budget and obviously go out yeah. and buy it uh yeah so um we decided to do a tasting for them and i wanted to actually drink all because i've had all of these but i haven't had them all religiously like i don't drink a bottle of whiskey a day kind of thing so I really wanted to go back and refresh my flavor profiles on everything. This is why I've got the notebook here that you guys can't see, but notebook. Notes are always good for podcasts. I agree. They are. When I do a lot of the other ones, boy, I have like 12 pages of notes when I do stuff. <laughs> and you know what? Some people need that, and that's totally fine. Yeah. So uh, so when we were refreshing our, our, our flavor profiles, we, uh, we decided to go from Ireland because we were in a reminiscing mood of how much we missed Ireland. Mm-hmm. Sure. And went all the way down to the Jack Daniels. And by the time I got to the Jack Daniels, I was literally ready to cry because the flavor, the flavor drop off <laughs> from the high end awesome. That's tealing. when we determined we're going to start with the Jack, uh, Jack yeah. Daniels and okay. work our way up. <laughs> so, yeah. Why is it such a lower quality? Just not as. I mean, some of it's the way it's mass marketed. Some of it's the way they produce it. Um, it's the the contents that are used for it. Mm-hmm. There is this, this is the same reason why you know the difference between like you know sports teams. How why some are good and some are not so good. Just couldn't, all the elements. Couldn't Jack Daniels like hire that taste smeller from Jameson to come over and work well, possibly. for? Possibly. Um, I just don't know that they they would. I mean, they they're proud of what they produce. Exactly. And, and they they also have other. You know, this is this is their go-to. This is the most popular, the Jack, Jack Daniels. Yeah, whiskey, they knows. sell fortune. Yeah. Um. So it's their money maker, but I'm sure they have other 
I, I will say and ages and and small I, batches. I, I will say Jameson, uh, uh, not Jameson. I'm sorry, uh, gentleman. Gentleman's Jack is fantastic. That sounds like a super knockoff brand. No, yeah. it's it's really? one of theirs. It's, it's, of the family. Yeah, it's one of their families. Okay. They also have one um, Devil's Tears. That's pretty good too. Oh, Angels Tears. Angels Tears is pretty good. Yeah, the the, the Devil's um, Devil's Cut. Devil's Cut and Angels Tears. They're so it's just different it's different flavor profiles done differently and there's probably somebody out there right now who's like banging their head against the wall going like this guy's an idiot that's the best stuff in the world and you know what that's the the first thing we said in the beginning of this podcast is every single solitary whiskey out there is the best whiskey in the world for the person who likes it right so drink it the way you like it enjoy what you like but we have an affinity for the Irish. It's just the way it is. It's it's one of the reasons why, like, when we retire, we'll be in Ireland. Why, when I sell my books, we will be in Ireland. That sure. is our goal. And like I said, it's also, we, this is all we have. You know, if we had the Angel's Tears or the Devil's Gentleman. Cut or the Gentleman Jack, it would probably be a different different com- communication, different conversation entirely. Okay. Yeah. Um, this mixer, totally, all the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. But you know they sell a ton of that, so absolutely, exactly, yeah, and you know keeps the colleges going. Exactly, it does. <laughs> but ironic, that's also produced in a dry county, so you, you can make it there, but you can't drink it there. Mm. Now wait, sell it there. bourbon is only in Kentucky. Or is that no, a false? no? Actually, a you myth. can get you can get bourbon in um, in Canada. Mm. The Canadian whiskey is also oh, called right, bourbon too. Is. Yeah, I mean, I I thought um, it was just a Kentucky thing. Nope. Is it a, just a North American thing? Bourbon is North America. I honestly couldn't tell you because I'm not a huge bourbon drinker, so I didn't actually do the research in the bourbon the way I did the research in the scotch and whiskey. I know enough about it to be able to enjoy it and to be able to talk about it, but as far as be able to tell you the history of it, uh, you're talking to the wrong guy. No worries. Sorry. No worries. We'll get, a, we'll get a bourbon expert on next time, promise. <laughs> I got a quick story for you. Oh, Lord. So, so my mom really likes scotch, mm-hmm. right? And I forget the brand specifically. Shoot, I know, I'd know it if I saw the bottle too. But anyway, she's always drank it. It's kind of like her go-to relaxation drink, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So <clears throat> there was one time when I was a kid. I don't remember the age. I was drinking a glass of milk, so I was probably pretty young. Mm. Um, and you know, milk obviously looks exactly like Scotch. It looks just like it. It does. And yes. when you're expecting a milk flavor, <laughs> and you reach over the counter, not looking, and grab a glass. And take a swig, expecting it to be milk, and it's your mom's scotch. I spit out everywhere a cloud of of scotch mist all over the cabinets and stuff. And uh, yeah, I've always remembered that. I was repulsed because I, I was imagine. expecting milk. I can imagine, yeah. My mom loves the scotch. She always has. She likes to water it down. Uh, She's a watering down type. Totally fine. That's where I... That's yeah. where I thought to think of that question earlier. <laughs> it was, I mean, some people will tell you that if you put water in it, then why are you bothering to drink it? Because you don't like the profile. Find something that you like the profile of that doesn't need the water. But you know what? It's how you like it. You know, you might want to drink it, you know, 50% water, 50% scotch because you don't want to get drunk. And you know you have a low constitution. I think that might be, I think that might be what my mom is. She wants to lower the yeah, alcohol content down and enjoy the flavor more, is my guess. And that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, people will tell you that I'm crazy, but there's nothing wrong with it. No, drink it the way you like. Exactly. Another funny story about my mom with this scotch. <laughs> so as we're recording this, we're still in the coronavirus pandemic, right? Correct. Uh, when it, it seems like my last like 10 recordings have all been during this coronavirus. Still, still going. Uh, and I hadn't seen my parents for a few months, a few months. Yeah. And my parents are 71, I believe, give or take, right around there. So they're obviously in the high risk area. They're being very safe. I understand. Uh-huh. Totally. And... 
I said to my mom, I said, well, look, I'm still going to work. I'm an essential worker. I am out and about. If you need me to stop and get you something, whether it be some sort of groceries or something you need, I will swing (laughs) out, get it. Good son. I will swing out and get it and drop it off to you. And they're about a half hour away from here. So it'd be a little bit, you know, a little hike. But I was like, I can certainly do it for you if you guys need something. You're all cooped up in the house Mm because they were scared to go out. And my mom goes, well, actually, son, (laughs) that I love so much. She was like, there is one thing that you could get me. And I'm like, all right, shoot. I'm like, whatever it is. I'm like, mama needs a drink. Mama goes, could you go get me scotch? Nice. (laughs) I knew I liked your mother. It's like something, Baker's something. Is that drawing it? Tasters, bakers, scotch, or something. Maybe that's it. Maker's mark. That's that's some high end stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. So I was like, all right. I'm like, how much do you want me to buy? And she like gave me like a hundred bucks, and I just went and bought like a hundred bucks. It was like four <laughs> or five bottles or something. Yep. And she's like, all right, I'll be good for the next few months. <laughs> I'm ready for the next cycle. Wow. <laughs> all right. No. Well, hey, like I said, you know, to everybody likes their own. I mean. I mean, Knob Creek is up there as far as like like the like premier brands, and then you've got Crown Royal out there. So there's a lot of decent stuff out there. You just kind of determine what you like. Mm-hmm. What's Hennessy? Uh, it's another. Um, I, I, I what's it's, another in the whiskey um, family? I'm not sure where it's at. I really thought it was a. Uh, oh, I'm so brain farting. It's probably the whiskey. <laughs> she hasn't eaten a lot, folks. I uh, I only had half a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I only uh, had vegetables. Yeah, I know you only had vegetables. Crown Crown Royale, I've had that. Mm, it's good stuff. It comes in the purple, like velvety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get like apple flavor of it now too, which is actually uh, pretty okay. good. I'm not a big fan of the apple flavors and stuff like that, but that one's actually pretty good. I've had the, um, I believe it's the Honey Tennessee. Oh, mm-hmm. Tennessee Honey Whiskey? Yeah. That's good. That's actually yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some of that at home, but yeah. we keep it in the freezer so we didn't bring it because, you know, we keep that one chilled. But it's uh, that one's actually a Turkey Hill Honey or no, not Turkey Hill. Oh, my God, that's, that's ice cream. cream. Oh, delicious. Uh, turkey Creek, right? What is it called? Jesus. Lord have mercy. It's got a turkey on the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Wild turkey? Wild turkey. I'm not sure what it is. I think that's it? it. I like the honey ones. I really like honey as a flavor, so I think I'm naturally attracted. We even if, if have it, a, a little bottle of uh, the ghost pepper. Oh, I'm that, not even, that sounds terrible. I'm not to touching it. that one. That it's sounds terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> As if the bite isn't enough from a whiskey. Now you're going to have freaking hardcore pepper. You got it free with a biting. I think it was with the honey one. I have no idea. Probably. Probably. Sweet and and spicy. Yeah. No, thank you. I also will not touch fireball. If you put cinnamon in my whiskey, I will throw it out the window. Oh, I went through a fireball phase. Everybody does. I went through a fireball phase. No. I'm amazed it's like even around because it was like all the... What just happened? Like some behemoth underneath the <laughs> our our podcast the table ogre. just moved it. <laughs> yeah, that that would be the right foot of Mike. That <laughs> that was the fireball ghost. <clears throat> like that was all the freaking rage when that came out. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Everybody was doing it. It was so much fun and then it was like gone. Well, yeah, like dead so quick. Mm-hmm. What about rum chata? That's that rum? That's rum and milk. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's a cream liqueur. Uh, that's a stupid question in hindsight. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm. What about tequila rose? <laughs> I hate you. That's a, also it, another cream liqueur. <laughs> in hindsight, that's not... That's terrible. That's tequila. <laughs> I like tequila rose. My wife loves it. It's because it's pink. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she likes anything pink. 
And my daughter does too. She loves tequila roasts. She's four. <laughs> of course. You know, well, you were drinking whiskey. Uh, <laughs> scotch, at, scotch at a young age thinking it was milk. Why not do that to your daughter? Oh, no. Oh, no. Tequila roses is like cream based. So, <laughs> yeah. This whiskey's making me spill all the beans. No, my daughter does not drink. <laughs> mm, that's good. Yet. Not yet. Not yet. Well, she's not 21 yet. No. Of course not. Or she's not drinking until she's 35. <laughs> yeah, says, says the guy who says, I was drinking at 19. <laughs> Puking from tequila at 19. Lord have mercy. Mm. I know. All right, so we're going to move on to Kill Blaggin. Kill Beggin. Kill Beggin. Kill Megan? Beggin. Yes, kill Megan. B-E-G-G-A. Oh, my God, that's a hardcore name. <laughs> no, no, we like Megan. Uh, so this is an Irish whiskey. It's a small batch rye. Um, so so this interrupt, that means that it's mixed. Uh, small batch is mixed, yes. right? Yes. And they're all a little different. Yes. I'm retaining this, sorry. Yes, and it's also rye, which means it's got some uh, American, it's got 51% American corn is in that this is going to be a much different flavor. The grain that they use to make the. This is the only one that's rye? That's the only rye selections here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now with this one, you're also going to take, you're going to get the notes of the honey, you're going to get the notes of the vanilla. Um, You're also going to note a, a strong smoothness to this one. This one is much less than anything else you've had so far. It's not going to bite. Same alcohol content on all these, or uh, no? So we've had stuff that's uh, as hot. Well, the next one we're going to have is ninety-two is the highest. So so far we've that's been strong. kind of rocking around like the eighty-ish area. Uh, this one is an eighty-six. We've had a couple yep. of lower ones. This is an eighty-six. Th- this one is yes. yeah. Kill Megan. Okay. Kill Megan is eighty-six. Slancha. Cool. <sighs> Slancha. Oh, that's a cheers in Gaelic, by the way. Skull. Skull. I learned that when I was in Norway. Skull. That's like cheers. All right, here we go. Not bad. Yep. Not bad. Yep. Yeah. Which <laughs> ones did I say I liked? Did I say like, I like this Glen. You like the Glen, the Glen Moray. Moray. I like the Glen Moray. You like the powers. And you like the name of the Writer's Tears. I do like the name. Mm-hmm. Writer's Tears. Copperpot Irish Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> that could be their spokesperson. No, you couldn't. No, they would be like, no, we're losing tons of money. Stop. Stop right. with your impression. <laughs> so now we're going to give you um, what is my personal favorite whiskey on this. Uh, hold on a second. I'm going to clear this cup oh, out. Okay. You know. Oh, he left a little. I did. I did. Yes. Um, so Teeling is that one that we went to, when we visited when we were in Ireland. Um, they have a Phoenix as their oh, uh, logo. You they're, Thank they're you. The first first um distillery in 100 years to open up in ireland in dublin to reopen reopen. they've been around for a while um but we went through the tour and i I thought this one would hit a little bit uh, a little home with you okay um so teeling is a family-owned company and when they decided to open up the dublin uh it was two brothers and when they were building it the one brother had three daughters so they named all three of their pot stills after the daughters well, while they were building the distillery, the other brother had a daughter. Oh boy. <clears throat> now, you can't quadruple distill, right? Because that's, that's not Irish. Not a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not a thing. So Why can't you? Because Irish whiskey is triple distilled. It goes through pot still A, pot still B, pot still C, done. Well, why can't they do D, E, F? Because it it's be not whiskey. whiskey. What would it be after that? <laughs> it would be an abomination. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Why so, can't well no so A to I, Z. Ireland has like some seriously legit rules when it comes to making whiskey. Um, so it is goes it tra- I'm sorry I keep you interrupting, but is it based on tradition that the rules are? It is based on tradition and it's also based on thumbing their nose at Scotland. <laughs> um, so 
So the Scottish brew differently. They'll do two pot stills or they'll do the column still, one or the other. They don't do the triple distill. In order to do triple distill, you have to be in Ireland. It has to be an Irish whiskey to be triple distilled. It can't. Like if anybody else does that, it's like trade it's like trademark t- infringement. Taboo. No, no. It's like infringement. They'll sue you. Really? Oh, yeah. It's like it's legit like patent over there. Huh. And it they has to go. Seriously. They, oh, they very do. Seriously. <laughs> and it has to go through three. No more, no less. It can't, if it stops halfway through, it's not there. And it has to sit in a barrel, and I kid you not, for three years and a day. Now, ask me why three years and a day. Why three years and a day? I'm glad you asked me that question, Phil. It's three years and a day because Scotland says in their law that it's three years. And Ireland was like, thumb in their nose. Oh, wow. That's like a, yes. like a price is right. Correct. Yep. Kind of bargain. Exactly. Yep. 301 or 366 is what they did. Mm-hmm. So that's literally what they had. So you cannot call your whiskey an Irish whiskey unless it was through triple distilled and it went, uh, it sat in a barrel for at least three years in a day. Okay. So legit. So they don't play around. <clears throat> so when the brother had his daughter, they couldn't make a fourth pot still. So what they decided to do was the very first barrel that they made they named after the daughter and the daughter's name is zoe oh no why oh, that's my daughter's name exactly <laughs> so the 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 thought process is on her 18th birthday because over there it's legal to drink on 18 they're going to crack that barrel open and it's going to be the very first bottle of whiskey distilled in 100 years or first barrel distilled in 100 years so they're going to throw a giant gala yeah so needless to say I need to find the way to get invited to that gala because, wow. Um, so when we went to Teeling, we loved it. It was absolutely fantastic. We paid for the premier ultimate tour that they had. We almost we almost bought a bottle that we could write our names on uh, to send home because of how much we really liked it. Uh, when we bought the premier uh, package. package, thank you, they let us taste the small batch. So we're like, oh, that's awesome, small batch. Flash forward, we come home. My friend Greg says, uh, I want to come over for whiskey tastings. I say to Carrie, can we pick up a couple of whiskeys? Yeah, like I had to twist her arm to pick up a couple of whiskeys. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> I guess we can make room. <laughs> yeah. So we go into our local alcohol store and Powers, Gold Label, Writer's Tears. Yes. Awesome. Oh, my God. Is that what I think it is? It was. A rare it, find here? Uh, so I didn't know they brought it over here. Mm-hmm. So this was totally a shock to me that they had Teeling small batch on the shelf. It was like, I think it was $70 for the bottle. Wow. And that was the discount price was $70. Wow. So it was like, yes. So that was a relatively expensive day at the, the liquor store. <laughs> Whiskey alone was close to 150, not including the, the beer that we bought. Cause you know, um, so, and, and probably other stuff too. So we always, we can't go in. It's like, it's like going into like, you know, the supermarket, you remember the 30 things you need or that you want. And that's what happens when we go to the store. <laughs> um, so there it is. So I was ready to buy them out, honestly, because it's like, oh my God. And it's, it's a small batch. So again, you're not going to get the same flavor content the next time you get a bottle of it, unless you get the bottle that was right next to it when it was distilled. So then, um, so with this one, it's actually spent time in another cask. So a lot of Irish whiskey, what they'll do is after they take it out of the barrel, they'll pour it into another barrel and seal it and store it. 
And those barrels are of other whiskeys or um, other whiskeys, other alcohols. Um, a really big one is sherry for whatever reason. Like sherry doesn't sell as a drink does, but people make it just to sell the barrels to Ireland so they can stick it in the sherry barrel. This particular whiskey is after it comes out of the whiskey. Who's bar- sherry? Sherry is uh, a type of alcohol. It's a type of alcohol. I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah. Well, uh, most common I form don't know is that I've cooking ever had sherry. It either, but yeah, more commonly used in cooking. Okay. Yeah, so it's not very popular, but people will still brew it just to sell the barrels to Ireland because they'll pay top dollar. They'll pay more for what's the barrel than they will for what's in the barrel. Uh, so this particular Sorry. one. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> So this particular one actually is a rum barrel. So after they take it out of the whiskey barrel, they it's pour the rum chata. It, no, not the rum chata barrel. <laughs> rum barrel. <laughs> they pour it into a rum cask. So this is going to change the flavor profile because again, the barrel not only does the whiskey absorb the color, but the barrel absorbs the flavor of the whiskey. And the same thing for rum. The same thing for anything. Wood stores flavors. Mm. Oddly enough, it also releases flavors. So you're going to get a very different flavor profile. In fact, in this one, when you taste it, I want you to hold this one on the back of your tongue again. Okay. But you are going to pick up a maple flavor. You're oh, actually going to, you're even now going we're to, talking. Well, you're even going to smell maple when you smell this one. I love maple flavor. That Vermont maple syrup. <laughs> this is a different. That's the whole reason you're going to move to Vermont. Right? Exactly. I really, I want to become, I want to be like one of those maple people where I can be like, it needs more Oh my god! More maple syrup. It, it needs. I don't know what it, it needs. needs more it from tree number seven. <laughs> yes. More sap. Bring sap from tree seven. Stat. <laughs> All right. So you're going to smell it, and you're actually even going to taste a little rum flavor in here, which is really fantastic. It really unlocks this this flavor profile. It's great. Interesting. Yep. Love that. Yeah, it was nice. Yep. It's nice and smooth. You get that little lingering flavor of maple. It's not too much to make the takeaway from the whiskey. And that one actually has, that was actually my favorite one so far, as far as the warming feeling goes. Yeah. My favorite flavor, but that one really just opened up my chest. I, f- I felt it. Mm-hmm. I felt it. Felt the flesh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can actually can see in my, my wife's chest here is like, you know. Yeah, it's very bright. You want me to look at your wife's chest. This is <laughs> my well, sister-in-law. The part that's showing <laughs> over her shirt. <laughs> But yeah, you can, you can see. Also look at my face. Yeah, I can <laughs> I'm see sure it. It's also very red. Yeah, it's about the same color as your hair right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's the warming sensation. It actually like it warms your body up. It brings the blood to the to the to the surface. You get the vasodilation, and bam, there you go. So that's one of the things that whiskey drinkers like is that sort of warm rush. Oh yeah, that that's, that's the whole goal is to get that warm rush. That's interesting. It's all about the senses. Because mm-hmm. like beer i mean you still can get that sort of warm feeling when you drink other types of alcohol but it's not beer is more of like a refreshing cold yes. kind of drink Correct. but it's not like you don't get that beer for that me feeling hot hot summer day you just mow the lawn you're sitting in your hammock nice cold beer sure um whiskey a glass of wine is you know cold night rainy day i want to you know a little comfort a little me time mm-hmm and you know cozy okay that's yep. that's my like takeaway and my my me time is a little glass of whiskey read a book huh i'm 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 being completely honest with you when i drink this one specifically like i can close my eyes and i can remember the rolling green fields okay. i can remember the cliffs of moor um or moher mm-hmm. it's just mortar no <laughs> sorry i would not have been able to get my wife to go to mordor say so, hey honey for our honeymoon you want to go to mordor yeah the rolling hills we get all ash. the orc slaying that we want yeah no 
Um, but yeah, no. So this this is the one that this is the one that wakes me up, and this is the one that gives me that like life is good kind of feeling. I like it. Yeah, it's it's different for me, but I like it. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you went on these this exclusive premium tour, right? Mm-hmm. What is a tour of like a whiskey place? Because I I've been on I've been to Napa Valley, mm-hmm. okay. and I've gone on some tours there. Where it's the vineyards, you see, you know, the grapes on the vine, all the rolling hills of all the little mm-hmm. trees, whatever they are, shrubs. And, and then you go in and they show you the barrels that are buried underground. They tell you them in there for a certain amount of years. And then you go into a little tasting area where they have the different types of wine and they mm-hmm. give you taste. What is it with the whiskey? Because they don't really have, like, the grapes outside growing like <laughs> no. a vineyard. Is it just like a factory or something? So the ones that we were in were factories, yeah. I mean, in Dublin. Large warehouses, yeah. Yeah. So there's not a lot of rolling green hills there. Um, So you're pretty much not going to find the, the, you know, walk through the vineyard of this is where we grow our stuff. Yeah. Um, This was just a walk through warehouses. I mean, they did have the areas where they had the the copper stills Mm -hmm. when you could see, like, they had them open so you could see what it looks like in there. Um, And then they'd show you the different areas. Um, They have set up to show you where they were drying the beans or the the grains rather for the harvesting Mm -hmm. to go into the poutine but it was i keep thinking you're saying poutine yeah a lot of people do (laughs) poutine (laughs) and poutine (laughs) exactly um but yeah it's 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 not as in-depth i'd say as a napa valley tour or a winery tour because you can't see from farm to table, kind right, of thing, right. You know the whole shebang. Um, you're you're seeing a lot from behind the glass. Like this is the area that they're doing. So it. they got to import everything in, and then it's go time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you said I didn't that word. Is it like a giant, like, uh, like I think of like you ever been to like a brewery? Yes. Mm-hmm. They have those yes. giant ass. That's exactly, exactly what it is. But times full. three. And what did you call it though? Did you use a different name for still. it? Still. It's called a still. A still. Yeah, okay. Still. <laughs> it's a yeah. still. Sorry. Well, there's there's, there's a column still and the pot still. But yeah, it's basically like uh, this gigantic copper pot that mm-hmm. they boil the slurry in or mash, and then it drips out, and then it drips into another one, and they do it again. Yeah, and they do it again. I've always found the alcohol process to be very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would not you would you would not think it has to go through what it has to go through to get to your belly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my old neighbor used to brew his own beer, mm-hmm. and I was confused watching the process where he's mm-hmm. got like this pressurized thing and this and that, and I was like, why is this so difficult? And like his beers were pretty good; they weren't like the best ever, mm-hmm. but you know, for brewing it at home, it was, they were pretty decent. Yeah. They were more like porters or yeah. 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 Um, like thicker type beers, not quite a Guinness thing, but like uh, like a stout yeah. mm-hmm. kind of thing. You try like a chocolate stout and stuff like that. And he would bring them over and be like, hey, I just finished like a new, you know, whatever they're called, a new run mm-hmm. and bring over one. So that was kind of fun. But it, I was like, he would try to explain the process to me and I just, I'd be like, okay, okay, don't get it pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No, I have a, I have a bunch of friends who do uh, distilling and brewing. I actually have a friend who runs his own uh, meadery, uh, John Turnia down in uh, Southern Jersey. He's uh, absolutely fantastic as far as his mead production and he's just an all-around amazing oh, dude mead mm-hmm. mead yeah he, he makes mead. i have a co-worker that makes mead yeah. mm-hmm. and he brought it for me once i never had it. it was i think i actually drank it on the show during i, th- <laughs> I was doing a 1970s eco heart film and i drank Ooh. i took his little mead shot that he gave me like a little thing it was it was all right 
Mm-hmm. Um, so sh- I never even heard of mead before. It's like, oh yeah, is it like a medieval drink or something? It is. Yeah, it's um. So it's basically it's uh they use honey. It was like yeah. big, big, big in the Viking and uh, like the northern cultures. Yes, because I told him when he told me like what was in it, and I said, oh, I want to keep bees someday mm-hmm. and like harvest oh, yeah. the honey. And he was like, dude, hook me up. I'll make some great mead for you. And I was like, well, I'm not doing it for a while. I don't know when I'll get to it. Take your number. <laughs> yeah, he was already like hooking me up as like a manufacturing source. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a big thing. They're they're delicious too. I mean, we when we were up in um, no, we were down in Virginia. We went into a uh, to a meadery. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's actually becoming a thing. It's really kind of fun. Now another thing I find kind of interesting is we're talking about all these like intricate ways of making the alcohol, whether it's distilled or oh, this or that aged. Then there's these guys who are in jail or prison mm-hmm. who are like like using like rotting apples and yeah, stuff and making juice. booze right yeah you can do it out of anything all you really. need is to ferment some liquid and it's going to create alcohol but that's disgusting it's not going to be a great taste no but you're it's, not really there for their purposes it's getting them drunk which is what they want right they're not going for the flavor no they're no. not going for the flavor they're no. going for the feel they're at the 2010 world cup <laughs> exactly yes they just far get that, like i was that they day get that fire down their throat <laughs> oh man <laughs> That's good stuff. You got any more history for me or anything else we need to know? Uh, I mean, I've got a ton more history uh, as far as like what you need to know. Not really. You've you've learned everything that you basically need to know to be able to enjoy it. When you want to kick it up to the next level, I highly recommend going. Just just go and buy a bunch of whiskey and try everything. You don't have to buy the big bottles. Like you can see here on the table, we got these giant bottles, but 99% of the alcohols out there will be served in the, I like to call them the airline beer, uh, airline bottles. You're going to be able to pick up a tiny little bottle and try it. And if you like it, cool. If you don't like it, chuck it. You only spent two bucks. Yeah. I know where I'm going. Your house. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we should try and come up and do one more. One more. Yeah. Let's pick out our favorite. What do we like? I mean, I know you like the tealing. Hmm. Well, What's your favorite, host Carrie? choice. Yeah. Got to go with the host. <laughs> what was your favorite, Carrie? Oh, I never mentioned my favorite. It's was... not here, is it? No. Um, actually, I enjoy the powers, uh, powers. as my go-to um, whiskey when I'm feeling in the mood for whiskey. Um, we keep the Jameson actually out on in the display canter. So when I want something quick or... If I'm just feeling like I need to take something to fall asleep or take the edge off right before bed, I might have a, a little bit of that. But um, if I'm having the powers, day, I'm going with the powers. What was the one that you guys have? And it looks like a there's like a little sailboat thing. That's where, the that's, that's the Jameson. Jameson. That's the decanter. We keep the Jameson. Yeah, it looks like a globe. It's, it's a like globe. an hourglass globe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a globe with a, a ship in it. Oh, yeah. Ship. Yeah, with uh, alcohol in it too. Correct. Yeah, yeah so, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's. The, the ship is floating in the sea yeah. of whiskey. Yeah. That's sailing around the world. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick one, if you guys don't mind. Ahead, and I'm not going to pick your expensive one here. They're all around the same price. The, you can have more of the tealing if you want. I'm not going to cry because I'm going to buy more of it anyway. Exactly. And we're fine. Because hmm. <laughs> I was going to go with Rider's Tears. Well, go for it. Enjoy it. Should we? Well, I'm, uh, I'm done at this point because I got to drive. Home. I'll join you in a regular shot. A regular shot. Oh, a regular shot. Oh my God, I've been upgraded. <laughs> I didn't know about oh, this. Oh Lord. Bring it. I'm 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 the like I yeah. So I had a very little bit. So I'm a little bit of the DD today. Just had enough of the taste to be able to talk about it. But um, I won't give you a full full. 
Yes. So, uh, so my wife's glass is overflowing, and Phil's glass is about halfway. <sighs> oh no, it's not. Oh, Never mind. No. Hers is oh, way up there. Yeah. Well, yeah, mine is a regular shot. Look at that. Yours is a Hers half. is about a oh, little bit I better have than that a half. Gag shot. reflex. Again, take a deep breath. Slancha. <sighs> Skull. <sighs> through your nose, not your mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Here we go. Bottoms up. Launch it. Three, two, one. Whoa. Yeah, isn't it a much different experience? That was better. Feel, right? See? That was better. Yeah. I feel warm. There you go. Warm <laughs> <laughs> that, that was nice. Noise. That was very nice. Guys, this has been fun. It has been. It's been a great time. Whiskey Cast has been a success. I concur. I'm feeling nice, and uh, I learned a lot about whiskey today. I did not know, and scotch, and bourbon. I didn't know all these different things. I hope I can retain this information. I'll just have to listen to the After podcast over. drinking whiskey. Maybe not, but you can always listen to the podcast. Exactly. It's the beauty of the show. I'll just have to listen to it over and over again. And, and to be completely and absolutely honest with you, if you want to learn anything about whiskey, just pick up a bottle. That's how you learn. You, you just it. smash it, just go nuts. No, you don't smash it. Just well, maybe when you're done drinking it, you smash it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, smash, drink it, and then you could throw it if you want. If you need oh, that therapy. I'm just messing. Just enjoy. That was a lot of fun. Guys, thanks for being on. It's been a really good time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Guys, if you have any questions, uh, any concerns, you can send it to philinterrupted at gmail.com. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for uh, Whiskey Cast. Again, thanks to my guests. And we're making moves here on Phil Interrupted. And we will catch you next time. Peace out. <laughs> you literally put two <laughs> fingers up against the bottle and you draw a line and bang, that's two fingers of whiskey. Oh, oh. on your glass, but okay. yeah. <laughs> thought you guys were getting perverted here on the show. So. Uh, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't even drank yet. anything, guys. Well, well, when we open it up, you might have a problem. Um... <laughs> I mean, Definitely. you can actually can see in my, my wife's chest here is like, you know. Yeah, it's very bright. You want me to look at your wife's chest? This is my <laughs> well, sister-in-law. The part that's showing <laughs> over her shirt. <laughs>